The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroot was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to another episode of the iRacers Download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Taylor Burris here, along with Justin Prince, our producer tonight, none other than Richard Colbreth, as we are here to discuss the 2022 eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series playoffs that just completed their first race at Bristol Motor Speedway. And it was an exciting event where, once again, we're starting to see a trend happening in the world of NASCAR as well as in the virtual world. Non-playoff competitors being the spoilers and coming out on top with a victory. No playoff driver guaranteed a spot in the Final Four after Ryan Luza with Xset came home with the victory. And keep in mind, it was a busy night to say the very least. Ryan Luza had to work his way around that facility, stayed out with the track position, as things set up, plenty of big incidents and plenty of big marks for some of the playoff contenders. Something to discuss absolutely with how things played off. A wild night from Bristol where 18 drivers finished on the lead lap. And drivers like Keegan Lehu, who were dominant early on, involved in some of the era carnage as the night progressed. Yeah, some of the drivers who were involved heavily with the incidents, drivers such as Mitchell DeYoung involved in this incident, Matt Busa multiple laps down as well in this or throughout the night as well. And it was pretty amazing to see that, including drivers such as your pole sitter Keegan Leahy didn't even get to finish on the lap after leading over half the race. Yeah, majority of the race controlled by him, but just didn't end up getting the luck going his direction with the massive ones that settled across the field. Drivers like Bobby Zelensky tried mixing things up with some of the strategies as the night went on. Didn't go their direction. Colin Keister led laps at some points. It was an absolute blender of a race in terms of everyone was in one spot at one point before getting blended around and mixed around, it seems, as the night went on. It certainly was, and it was quite a very mosh or mosh pit of drivers who were in the playoffs as well as those who were not in the playoffs. I mean, looking through your top 10 in the playoffs, your highest finisher was none other than Garrett Lowe coming home in fifth place, of course, with the Wood Brothers Racing. So great start for him for the playoffs as he moves up to P2. But your top three non-playoff drivers such as Luza, Bias, Real Fala who is definitely needing to have some good runs to round out the season in order to make it back to the 2022-3 campaign as well. Yeah, the big thing is Dion's got a tough hill to climb. It's a must-win scenario already just after the first win, potentially already almost a full race back just without one race win. And how the cut line could fare out could be intriguing the rest of the way because drivers like Ottinger, like Busa, who started off strong at parts of that race, just did not have it end their direction. Drivers like Oninger in particular were in track position early on, couldn't survive the craziness as the night progressed and the pit strategies progressed. But what can you say? It's Bristol, baby. 
It certainly is Bristol, baby, indeed, and we saw that come into fruition here tonight or this past week on this round of the playoffs. Of course, the next round of the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series playoff kicks off Nick on the following Tuesdays, two Tuesdays from now, on September the 27th at 8.30 with Countdown to Green as we head to a, another wild card track. Talladega Super Speedway will be the next one, and honestly, that track, we could see another spoiler of the championship get in, or we could see someone who's maybe need in that must-win, like a Hyung, like a Busa, like a Nick Ottinger, go out there and win the race. Yeah, another tricky event to say the very minimum, I think you can say, because... You never know how things could fare out at Talladega. You never know if you'll end up getting what we've seen last year with a lot of single file or things breaking apart for certain groups. You never know if you'll have three wide racing the entire pack. It could be anyone who breaks through at Talladega. And to be honest, for some drivers, they might need to be cutthroat if they want a chance to be able to battle for the championship. It certainly is, and we're going to be excited to see what that will come to fruition when it comes to that next round of the playoffs in Talladega Super Speedway, which is going to provide a lot of unique challenges. We're happy to have you watch also on the September 27th, starting at 8.30 on all of iRacing and NASCAR's streaming services. Of course, from one form of NASCAR racing, we have to talk about another E-NASCAR e qualifying iRacing series is also heading to Bristol on Thursday, September the 15th, but we're not going to the concrete oval at where you're so used to, of course. We're heading to the dirt track for the trucks as they will handle the dirt track racing, and of course, a lot of drivers are really on the cusp of trying to either stay in the top 20 or be eliminated, and this is absolutely crunch time for them because there is only a few, one more race left after this Bristol race. Yeah, and when it comes to dirt racing, obviously, things can be tricky for the competitors. It takes a lot of work to be able to execute. And when it comes to how things are faring out amongst the top 20, it is tight. Kyle Mayers, Kevin King tied up in the top 20 of the point standings at 114 points apiece. Just one point back, boys, Crawford and Daniel Falkingham. And for how some of the seasons have gone... It might come down to, have you been able to get enough practice down to learn how to race on the dirt? If you haven't learned how to race on the dirt yet, good luck. You're about to have a very, very not-so-fun time if you want to be able to make the top 20, 21 spots here. It's going to be critical indeed here, and one of the things that these drivers are going to have to realize is taking care of their equipment. Yes, this is going to be a dirt race. There's going to be a lot of banging doors, a lot of tough racing, but the drivers are going to have to take a step back and try to find the right groove in order to race, because unlike the normal racing at Bristol that we're used to seeing, the dirt track, there's multiple different grooves, and those grooves will definitely wear out over time to where one groove will be the dominant one, to where it'll be passing a difficult situation for some drivers. Absolutely, and this in turn makes things intriguing for how these drivers will be able to make themselves able to move around the racetrack, find those right lines, be able to be ready when the track makes those progression changes. They aren't ready. If they aren't ready, they're going to have a very difficult time. Let's put it that way. 
They certainly are. And of course, for this, after pretty much tonight, we should have a majority of the field locked in who will be able to compete in the E-NASCAR Contender Series this winter once both the qualifying and the Coke Series have concluded at the end of the year. One thing's for certain, though, it's going to be watching pretty much, I'd have to say, from 15th all the way to 25th. Those are going to be your positions to watch for this championship or for this qualifying series, I should say. Yeah, Christopher Pfeffer in particular leading that respective grouping. Majority of those drivers you just talked about separate by maybe 10, 15 points. That's not a lot of giveaway, let's say, in terms of you need to finish well if you're in that group. You have even an average date, Taylor. It could cost you a chance at moving on to the next part of the qualifying rounds. Looking through the qualifiers right now, even went a little further outside the top 25. If you pretty much if you do not have 100 points in the standings right now, which currently that's the last driver is Johnny Avela in 32nd, you are pretty much done. Unless something catastrophic happens at Bristol and you're able to capitalize it and then also the same thing at Texas in two weeks, this is pretty much your season is done. You have to try again next year. And keep in mind, some of the drivers we've seen attempt to be able to qualify in the second round had some promise coming in. Drivers that have been in the series in the past, like Alex Bergeron, who was a part-timer at one point, Anthony Burroughs trying to make a charge, only got to 50th of the points entering the Bristol Dirt Race. Ethan Lane, who was a major talking point last year for Bristol when it came to round two, this year 46th. Some drivers that could have made big strides or were expected to make big strides or at least 20, 30 points out of the picture. Certainly is. So it's going to be a hard-fought battle here at Bristol before they head off to the last race of this qualifier at the Texas Motor Speedway. Stay tuned to watch all the action on iRacing platforms as well as on multiple other streaming networks. From one dirt race we go, we look forward to another dirt race as we go to the Knoxville Speedway, where it was Evan C. who took home his third career victory of the season in a nail-biting event that was at 1.4 wide battling for the race lead between Evan C., Zach McSwain, Blake Majulis, as well as also the double zero Kendall Tucker, who put on a dominant performance all night long, but had nothing for Evan C. towards the end of the race and really got a little bit of a argy-bargy, I would have to say, towards the end of that race. Yeah, the argy-barginess has been picking up, to say the very least, because when it comes to the contact you're talking about, that allowed the rest of the top five to close on in, keep in mind. Drivers like Tucker ended up regaining the lead in the midst of that craziness. But keep in mind, it was not easy to try and hold things off in that type of race. The season has been pretty wild when it comes to a lot of the battles. And in turn, Evan C continues to prove he is now the favorite for the championship. Certainly is. And of course, their next round of the championship will be at Weed Sports Speedway. Catch the action Monday, September 19th at 9 p.m. on iRacing and on Dirt Vision. Currently, the championship is blown out of the water as Evan C has a massive points lead over Blake Majulis, 533 to 471. Evan C really just has to keep doing what he's doing in order to clinch the championship. And he could clinch it before we even get to the season finale at Charlotte. That may sound easy enough, but keep in mind, he and Blake Majulis have been very quick on the pace. Majulis ended up carving his way to the pack in that race, up to the sixth spot. 
And all it takes is one bad race, one bad move, one turnaround, and boom, the championship gets blown wide open yet again. I've seen that several times in the history of the World of Outlaws on the iRacing platform. So I don't think it's safe to say it's over yet until it's mathematically over. Certainly is. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more news to discuss in the world of iRacing. You're listening to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. As we are back, Taylor Burris, Justin Prince, Richard Colbreth, as we have more news to discuss in the world of iRacing. And we're going to go down to the land down under, Justin, the land of Australia, where two major announcements have happened. Of course, one is going to be something where drivers get to compete this week on, of course, starting this Friday, September the 16th. And then, of course, there is a future track that's going to be joining from the world of Australian V8 supercars that is coming to iRacing in the near future. But first and foremost, the V8 supercars is heading to the Bathurst 1000 to challenge the mountain of Mount Panorama this weekend. Absolutely love Bathurst when it comes to Bathurst 1000. It always puts on an intriguing show when it comes to who's able to come up on top in the midst of an endurance race such as that one. It also ends up bringing out some of the top oval talent in some circumstances because supercar racing puts on some phenomenal action in the real world. And always when it comes to Bathurst, when it comes to its history, when it comes to its real world impact, brings in plenty of excitement for many of the teams to come on in. In some circumstances, take, for example, the Lionheart Racing Series. It's two top drivers from IndyCar side, Taylor, I've already heard, are supposed to be teammates from separate different groups originally. So some different teams may be even saying, okay, we may be rivals in this type of car. Let's race at Bathurst together because I respect you. It certainly is, and that race is by far an amazing racing event that everyone should go at least try once, whether it be here with the V8 Supercars or, of course, the 12 Hours that happens earlier in the year. Of course, a great motor racing circuit to go and challenge yourself to the absolute pinnacle of Australian motorsports. But speaking of Australian motorsports, another famed circuit is joining iRacing, and in a sense, it's getting saved because of iRacing. The Pukakoa Park, which is located just in New Zealand, is going to be saved on the iRacing platform because as of April 2023, it will cease operations and will close. And if that's the case, I mean, they've been racing at this circuit for decades, all the way back in 1963. So it's great to see Australia, V8 Supercars, the country of New Zealand, motorsports division as well as iRacing coming together to help preserve another historical motor circuit and that grows the amount of content as needed for when it comes to that region in particular because there's been a craving of need of tracks outside of certain parts of the globe and that's one of the major things involving a historic racetrack like this keep in mind it was already announced by motorsport new zealand ceo you know, Elton Gunan, that within hours after they announced that repurposing, they're like, okay, do you want to come out and scan the racetrack? That's how quick things turn around these days, to be able to involve a racetrack such as that, want to make sure it's preserved for future generations to race at. 
It certainly is, and it's going to be a phenomenal addition to the iRacing platform. We don't have an official date yet, but most likely we should be seeing that circuit either Season 1 or Season 2 of 2024. Maybe not even then, possibly not even till Season 3 or 4 of 2023, per se. So keep an eye on that action here. But from that, we have to talk a little bit about a certain manufacturer that's also in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series, as well as the V8 supercars that we talked about. Uh, Justin, I saw this announcement with regarding with Ford releasing their brand new Mustang lineup. And of course, there is a brand new NASCAR Mustang coming in 2023. There's also a brand new GT4, GT3, and also a V8 supercar coming aboard. Now, we know for a fact the partnership that iRacing and IMSA and NASCAR and the V8 Supercars has with each other. These four brand new muscle cars that are coming in soon look phenomenal, and it's going to pr- open the door for another manufacturer to have a great partnership with iRacing. I think it absolutely does, because keep in mind, Ford does have Fordzilla as their esports program when you consider things. So and if I'm iRacing, I'm... If you haven't already, get things on the phone because fans have been clamoring for an updated Ford Road card for years, Taylor, outside of the GT1 slash GT2 that's on the service currently. So in our words, it might take some time, obviously, but there's an opportunity there to come into play an updated body. You'd have to think of a new car if it goes down to that route. That's the major thing. If it's up if the manufacturer allows things to go that route. It certainly does. Of course, we know the last time a Ford was added to the iRacing service, that was not the NASCAR-related next-gen car, was, of course, the Ford Focus rally car, as well as also the 2017 or 2018 Ford GT that it used to race in IMSA and in the World Endurance Championship So that was the last time we saw a decent upgraded road car. The V8 supercar is also an addition that they've added as well. But as far as for GT racing, it was that Ford GT, which still brought on and still brings on great racing content, whether it be AI or the European Sprint or Endurance Series that's on the iRacing platform. Yeah, and for many different manufacturers, they may not have that, that door open up yet or thought towards that door yet of, How do we tap that potential market of reaching the consumer in terms of racing fans? And whenever there's a new car, the first thought everyone has is, can I race it myself? That's the difficult balance is, do you have that ability? Do you want to be able to allow people to race that car in person? And so that excitement level ends up building more and more. So that's the question mark. How will things play out down the line? We'll have to see. We certainly will. Of course, the official for all of this stuff, as far as the testing for the GT3 and GT4 cars, will be starting in late later this year in 2022. But we won't see the official release of these cars as far as the GT3s and the GT4 cars till about 2024. But of course, still a great opportunity to see Ford, the Ford Motor Company and the Mustang brand getting back involved in other forms of motor racing across many different platforms. Finally, in other news, we have to talk about it. Yes, we are an iRacing podcast, but we're also fans of NASCAR and also people who are in the NASCAR industry that discuss a little bit about some of the big news. And, of course, one of the biggest news that we have to talk about that reflects on iRacing, Justin, is the new schedule for 2023. 
this schedule, I have to say, is one that's really exciting. And I have to say, when it comes to the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series, I can probably guarantee two things. One, we're going to probably see in the qualifying series North Wilkesboro added onto the schedule because the trucks are racing at North Wilkesboro. Two, a points race probably for the Chicago Street Circuit because with the help of iRacing, this is the track that we are going to be racing later on in 2023. I will say there weren't too many surprises for the cup side. I will say the truck side brought a lot of excitement, I think, to me, because seeing tracks like the Milwaukee Mile return to the real world schedule brought a smile to my face because of some of the history when it comes to the Milwaukee Mile. And it opens up some opportunities in turn for the virtual side, you have to think, to allow some of those tracks to be more utilized than they already on the virtual side. Absolutely. So... The cup schedule, I was expecting a bit more changes. Wasn't expecting just Chicago and North Wilkesboro, we'll be honest. I agree. I was expecting a little bit of other changes, per se. Um, one of the things that I was kind of surprised about is still we are, once again, going to be utilizing a couple of tracks that we are used to going back multiple times a year. Which, granted, I understand this is still technically a... Year of transitioning, per se. I mean, we know this is the last year that Auto Club will be utilized as a two-mile circuit before being now converted into the short track in 2024, possibly for 2025 for the NASCAR series to return their racing, which is going to be a big surprise. But also, looking through the calendar, I mean, there's certain tracks that I'm surprised that we're going to be revisiting again that uh, makes wonder would this be the right change or a great idea of course one of the tracks that i was really surprised that only has one date now is texas motor speedway yeah texas that's going to be an intriguing market i think the rest of the way because well of course of all the talking points when it comes to texas motor speedway and of course how difficult the racetrack has in terms of uh its current configuration in some person's considerations. I It's not a surprise, though, to see it cut back a bit based on some of the fan apathy that's built up, though, at Texas. No offense to the circuit. Yeah, no offense. Hopefully, of course, with their new updates that they're going to be doing, they might configure consider reconfiguring the circuit either back to its original or they, un even though I don't maybe agree with this, maybe configuring it to what Atlanta Motor Speedway currently is doing, and we know how popular the Atlanta Motor Speedway has become now with this new configuration. Yeah, the nighttime racing going to add a little bit of a difference, Mark, compared to the first race for Atlanta Motor Speedway. Curious how the racing plays out for a second-year Super Speedway racing Atlanta Motor Speedway. It put on some intriguing action, I will say, compared to before it's a tricky super speedway we'll give it that credit it certainly will but this is just going to make it even exciting when we get the official announcement of the 2023 e-nascar coca-cola i-racing series schedule as well as also the e-nascar qualifying series with the trucks it's going to be interesting it's going to be exciting and we're looking forward to what 2023 has to bring and offer but with that, of course, it is time that we come to a close. So for our wonderful producer, Mr. Richard Colbreth, my co-host, Justin Prince, I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. <laughs>